0: Night's episode of War on the Rocks. Frank, Joe, and special guest Mike O. are live in Point Royal where they talk 1992's Dead Alive. They're coming for you, Barbara. <laughs> Look! There comes one of them now! <laughs>
1: Welcome Welcome. to another episode of Horror on the Rocks. Yeah, hey
2: Frank. Yes, welcome back after a long holiday break.
1: Happy New Year to Happy all new of our Year. listeners. This is our first episode of 2020.
2: I think Larry David might say it's a little late for Happy New Year if you've watched the hey. new Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, well, we've
1: got a very special episode tonight. Yeah, we're coming to you from first off Delaware. This is our first episode recorded beyond the Philadelphia city limits, so that's exciting. It we feel, are. It feels strange, but I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, we are venturing to new territory, and we have a very special, special guest who I know personally. Yes. Um, his name is dun, 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 Mike O'Mahony. Really excited to have him here. Hi, Mike.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Thanks yeah. for joining us, Mike. My I think pleasure. Thank you for having me. Mike, we are, uh, um, sort of in your neck of the woods, right? That's right. We brought you down here to the first state to come hang with us. First yeah. State. Um,
1: I'm really excited to have Mike because he is a filmmaker, actor. So he's going to provide us, I think, a really cool perspective from. The filmmaking aspect of, of horror movies. He's a big horror movie fan. I've seen his movies. I love his work. Um,
2: Mike is our first guest uh, that has ever been involved in making a film. That's before. in the biz. We, it, that's right? in the biz. We have like the yes.
1: inside industry that's perspective right. and here. Mike,
2: so when we when we decided to set this up, you picked out the brewery, reached out to Mike, and we said, Mike, pick a movie. P- pick something maybe we haven't seen, something you love. Any movie. And any movie in the world. <laughs> and Mike picked. 1992's dead alive yeah I, I mean before we're gonna review the shit out of it our list this evening is literally just our favorite parts from the movie we're gonna have so much fun reviewing i just want to say movie. thank you mike for yeah, bringing this
1: insane splatter fest into my life thank oh, you for that thank you for being here thank you for being you um <laughs> so first off um so we're at Point brewery yes. uh, which we may have mentioned yes. um so we are in Yorkland, Delaware. Correct. Right? Is that correct? Okay. So I've never been here, but you have frequented this place before?
0: I've been here once before. And when you guys were telling me that you wanted to uh, come to a brewery, this was like the first one that popped into my head. Yeah.
2: So I'm two beers in, right? I've had the the
0: Woodside Wanderer and I also
2: had the Hogwarts Hogwarts Express IPA. Both of them are excellent. And I feel like this is a running theme of our, uh, when we do these guest Appearances, The the physical location of this brewery is awesome. Oh my God, I feel yes. like I'm in a, a lodge outside of uh, like a ski mountain at a bar or something like that. It's We're in the middle of the woods. Very unusual setting for our podcast. It's
1: nice, though. It's nice to be kind of away from the city. It's a little more rural and secluded here. We're in this old mill that was built in 1901. Um, it's called the Garrett Snuff Mill Complex. And it's just a really cool space for a brewery. I love when they repurpose old spaces like this yeah. to create something new. But... Great setup, they have board games here, it's a really nice um, chill atmosphere yummy beers i like the menu they have pictures on the chalkboard next to each beer there's a nosferatu which is very i'm having that right now oh, actually you? how is that yeah.
0: it? it's good it's a saison it's really good Ooh, yeah I'm, I'm doing the pale ale
1: so this is a really great spot so we want to thank dewpoint for having us yes, please. Um, thank you to lauren also for setting this up for us mm-hmm. um and uh this is really exciting to be here so check them out um in delaware dewpoint brewing cheers it's, boys yeah cheers boom
2: Let's do a little horror news. So, a okay, uh, couple, lay, lay couple things that have popped up since we talked to you last. Um, apparently, Mike Flanagan of Huda, uh, no, <laughs> of Hill House, right. and. Uh, Dr. Sleep, which I still haven't seen unfortunately, fame, uh, he wants to throw his hat in the ring to write a an installment of the Nightmare on Elm Street yes, series. Yes, I'm on board. Yeah, I know. I, I totally agree. Bring Especially it. how
0: bad that last remake I, was. I, that's what I was just about to say. They have to not just make that the last un- one that's made. <laughs> unmitigated disaster, <laughs> yeah.
2: But apparently the people that own West Craven's estate or his family or whatever have said they, they are open to the idea of people trying to you know offer, offer manuscripts to get into the series and Mike Flanagan sounds like uh, uh he expressed a lot of enthusiasm for it says he has a, a great idea or I'm sorry a killer idea. Uh, oh. yeah. And it'd be
1: cool to see him bring back some of the usual actors he works with cuz he kind of employs the same people yeah. in a lot of his movies and yeah. works so I would love and to I see love some them. of the like the, the yeah.
2: group that the group that he keeps bringing into movies are great and they're end up they're ending they're ending up in all sorts of other stuff like yeah. um that that show you that's extremely popular. Victoria yeah. Pedretti is in that in the right. second season. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, good. Ho- hopefully that happens. But that is very uh from the, from kind of in the early stages.
1: So speaking of west Craven, this is a nice little segue to one of my news topics. Not to hijack your piece, but Joe's really I good am. at segues. He always uh, mentions
2: this is a nice segue. <laughs> yes, I'm impressed <laughs> by this one already.
1: Um, so I am so excited because Scream Five is in the works. It's confirmed. Plot unknown, cast unknown. My only hesitation is that, unfortunately, Wes Craven has passed on to me the first Scream, presumably, if it goes forward, um, without him being attached to direct it. So that's the one piece I'm a little iffy about. But if we can get the original trio to come back, I don't know. Again, this is one of my favorite horror film franchises. I am so into it. And actually, when Scream 4 came out, their intention was to do another trilogy Scream 4 didn't perform as well, I guess, as they had hoped, but I love that it's in the works for Scream 5, so sign me up. Opening night, we're there.
2: Joe is, like, number one slasher fan. Like, there's slasher, anything that is 90s slasher nostalgic. If you're listening to this,
1: like, I would... Love to have like a nice little cameo, like something cozy in the back. <laughs> like,
0: why is he staring at me when he says that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Bring me on board. I would love to. Be this is actually—we
2: brought a filmmaker on just to convince him to put us in his. his <laughs> movie. I, I was wondering why you guys
0: were buying my beers. Oh <laughs> my god!
2: Can you write a movie that starts with the killer killing two
1: podcasters? I would love to. Did that, in that an My
0: movies have started on thinner terms before. <laughs> so it's very possible. nothing <laughs> is uh, past
1: Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be an epic. Debut. Listen, we'll talk about it after. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Columbia Studios, Columbia Pictures is making remaking Anaconda. Uh, Why? Just, I, Why? Well, <laughs> I Next, I, I'm I all on for that. Yeah. Next, yeah, I, I love that. movie. <laughs> Bring Ice Cube back. Uh, they're yeah. making a Don't Breathe two, uh, which was more of like a thriller than a horror, but like super great premise with the the guy that was blind and the the kids are robbing his house because he kind of lives in this like destitute, secluded part of town. So is it gonna be
1: like? Still don't breathe? (laughs) Like, don't keep breathing? don't breathing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Hold your breath. Apparently (laughs) it is
2: set relatively far in the future for those characters, but I just Mm. thought I'd mention that. Uh, The the teaser trailer came out for Quiet Place 2, which comes out March
0: 20th. Yeah. Um, Mike, did you see Quiet Place? I did. I I thought it was okay. Okay. Yeah. It It was... neither here nor there for me. Not your kind of horror movie? No, I mean, I like all sorts of horror movies. That one in particular just didn't hit on all cylinders for me. But it wasn't... I didn't hate it. I
2: I like the first one. I am... A little bit skeptical about how you make a sequel to
0: that without. Wow, wasn't kinda, there two people left on Earth at the end of the first yeah. one? Yeah.
2: And also, since that movie came out, I had a baby, or my fiance had a baby. We have a baby. A <laughs> one year old. <laughs> and by far, there's a mythical creature in this movie, like a monster. By far, the most unbelievable part of the movie is that you'd be able to keep a one year old quiet. But mm. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, a24 has released a trailer for a new horror movie that's coming out this year. They are billing it as kind of the follow, you know, from the studio that brought you *The Witch* and *Hereditary* and Midsommar. Is this movie *Saint Maud*? Uh, it looks like it is about a young lady who's a caretaker for an old woman. There is definitely some Satanism involved, and similar to *Hereditary*, the director of this movie, Rose Glass, uh, it will be her feature film directorial debut. Hmm. It looks very kind of art it? housey. It, not really anybody that I recognize. Okay. Um, I'm uh, intrigued. It, it looks very kind of uh, art housey. That the, the similar sort of really
0: dark, brooding horror movies that are some of my favorite of the past few years. Oh yeah, I'm all for it. The company's got a great track record. They've been, leas- been releasing killer movies lately, so it's incredible like they're putting the, out is good by me.
2: It, it feels like they are just taking risks that other, other production companies aren't taking, and they're hitting, and they are cranking out movies. Oh, like, I don't people, know how yeah. they are financing all of this, but they are making tons and tons of movies and some of them have been
0: Really, my favorite horror movies of the past few years. Yeah, they're avoiding the remake and sequel tropes that they're everyone else is not doing. They're, doing they're it. putting yeah. out original content. So yeah, that's what we want. Totally, and, and really
1: interesting stories, the complex characters. Didn't they also release? Um, oh wait, no, I'm thinking of Neon. Sorry, Neon did The Lodge, right? Neon did okay. The Lodge, which, which is also a the, really cool which company. By the
2: way, comes out February 7th. So oh, is it finally getting to theatrical? Do everyone to go see this. Joe and I had the opportunity to see it at the Philadelphia Film Festival. Nice. It was. By far my favorite horror movie I saw last year.
1: Oh, not for me. No, but not for I did you? appreciate it. Yes, yeah, Us was out. my favorite last year.
0: Yeah, I'd I be, loved Us.
2: March 29th and March thirtieth. Apparently, you could pay like five hundred bucks to stay the night in the house that they filmed the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre in it. <laughs> the, the All for it. I know. Wait, right? how much money <laughs> it's like do you get? Four f- no, 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 no. They no, don't you. pay you.
1: Oh, then <laughs> you? Uh, no. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> not my kind of vacation. Oh, come yeah.
2: On, Joe. Apparently, there's, like, there's no uh, shower in that. Like, you have to bring your own cot or sleeping bag. Like, they don't provide mm. anything for you except as- access to this house that, like, has a restroom.
0: Well, that suits the vibe of the original Texas Chainsaw right. Massacre. It was like, so
2: dirty and greasy. And yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd expect. Apparently apparently, reading about this, apparently they picked up and moved that house somewhere. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> how do you move a house that was in that kind of disrepair?
1: But yeah, everything about that is a hard pass. Right? Oh yeah, man, no way. <laughs> I digress. Yeah. Mike's on board, huh?
0: Oh yeah, I'm on my way there after here. Should yeah. we
1: record our next episode from there? I'll be there if via they satellite. Pay you, yeah, yeah. No. yeah, but you guys <laughs> yeah. be there. I'll Joseph's watch. Just trying you. to figure out how to generate income from <laughs> in this
2: podcast. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention is that uh, we are three episodes into an HBO miniseries called The Outsider, which is based apparently on a Stephen King book by the same name. It is awesome. It is so good. It's basically, uh, it's about this kind of local cop that is investigating a murder uh, that he suspects was committed by Jason Bateman, but the evidence is very strongly suggesting that Jason Bateman both committed the murder and was also 70 miles away at the same time. It is it is crazy. I feel like it might be heading a sci-fi direction, little sci-fi horror kind of situation, but I'm super in. I'd really encourage anybody... I encourage everybody to steal their parents' HBO Go password and check it out because it's really fun.
1: Does anyone pay for HBO anymore? Like, <laughs> Is like there any many, other way? There are like eight people that pay for Netflix. Where people pay. There right, that right, pay for right, HBO. Thank you for doing that. So people pay. Watch. <laughs> yeah, the kids just take it. Uh, <laughs> did you have anything else, to go? I do, Frank, and I thought you'd never ask. Um, so only two more things. Uh, <laughs> the second thing I wanted to mention is that there's this show called Servant on Apple+, Plus, um, which I haven't seen, but it's M. Night Shyamalan. Um, So shout out to him and all of his Philly-based movies and stuff. This is also a Philly-based show. It's a family whose child dies, and there's a doll that takes the place of the child that the family um, treats as an actual child. There's a nanny that comes in, and suspense ensues. Um, You know who's in it, though? Ron Weasley from the Harry Potter movies. Oh really? He plays um, the brother-in-law or the brother of the the mother. So yeah, he's one of the parents or sorry, one of the adults in the movie. But he's the redhead in Harry Potter, right? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah.
0: I just saw him recently in a great movie called Green Room, which was oh. sort of horror, sort of suspense, the, amazing movie. The, what was that the about? The Bandit the Nazi boys Yes, yeah. yes, great movie. Oh, are they
1: like kind of trapped or like? Yes,
0: and, and they witness a murder and they're trapped in this venue and they have yeah. to kind of fight their way out. It's yeah, That's really interesting. Movie. Really good. Like I felt like the the premise like.
2: The, the way they got that band in this bar it just felt so oh, legitimate it, it worked like, great yeah. like, oh, you know, we're in town I did guess. you see it yeah I it did oh, it's, cool. it's pretty good it ends like it is.
0: It's a dark movie. Oh, and really dark. It
2: doesn't end. Uh, I, I won't. Tell, I won't say anything about it
3: because
1: yeah, it, it is,
0: I'm actually intrigued. It, it's well, a good movie. Check One it out. more spoiler: Professor Xavier uh, as a neo-Nazi. Yeah. So oh, that's the <laughs> I mean, easy one. He can <laughs> no, do he's good, Oh, he's
1: really good. Um, yeah, he, he actually he can for sure. So yeah. there's gonna be a season two, a servant though. So it did very well, I guess. But there's. Um, I don't know if you've seen the posters. And um, like all the Every bus stop stops in Philadelphia in Philly <laughs> are just... <laughs> is that Baby Dog? <laughs> everywhere, yeah. yeah. Um, the last piece of news I wanted to mention is that... Um, just a shout out to another podcast. Um, there's this other podcast that I listened to. They did a great episode on Scream. It's called My Spooky Gay Family. One of the co-hosts is a drag queen who's performed in Philly, Jersey. Her name is Pissy Miles. Check him out. Great um, name. It's her and her sister. But yeah, uh, a lot of fun. And their episode of Scream, if you're a Scream fan, I mean, it was a highlight. So um, big fan and shout out to them. So yeah, i like to support our other brother and sister horror podcasters. So actually something that's coming out that I want to talk to you about is that you're a filmmaker. You have a movie that's in the works. Is yeah.
0: that right? Yeah. Yeah. We shot it over the summer. We got a rough cut piece together. Uh, I'm not 100% sure when it's going to be finished and premiere, but yeah, we got one coming out this year. Okay. What's it called? And Free Range. And what Free Range. Now occasionally distributors will pick up my movies and change the titles, but at the moment. I Free believe range. that's something that happened
2: to the movie we're going to talk about later, that it got released in America on a d- in yep. a different name than yes, it, did it did domestically. But Which is
1: why I couldn't track it down <laughs> when I was trying <laughs> to search for it. Yeah. but, but <laughs>
2: Before before we get into all that, I, I think if we could find an expert on the kind of movie that Dead Alive is and, and what it takes to make a, a bloody, gutty horror you know uh, uh, a reverent horror movie uh this is the man so i i want to ask you a question that we ask all of our guests when they come on what is the horror movie that stands out from your childhood or from your your or, early horror fandom that you were like i'm in that uh, made love you fall in love this is horror. the one and this is why i picked it. really
0: this is the seed that planted this was the movie that planted the filmmaking seed in my head interesting so set I, the
1: stage like how did you see this how did this so come my thing by with you? my
0: dad when I was younger we'd go to the VHS video store and rent whatever movies Ugh, had the cool covers love them yeah take me that. back 20 years yeah. Yeah. and uh, we would just get whatever looked cool all the old video nasties back in the 90s <laughs> and yeah, some were good, some were trash, and then we came across this one, and this was like the only movie we were watching that he had to turn off halfway through just because it was too much, and <laughs> it, it just like ignited something in me. I said, "This is it. This is what I. This is well, the kind ha- of thing for me." Hang, Did, hang on a second. If we're going to talk about the cover of this
2: movie, there's a picture. If you look up the Wikipedia for this page, it's the movie's called Brain Dead because I guess it was released both as Dead Alive in and the US. Brain Dead. Yeah, Dead but Alive was the
0: U.S. title. Brain the Dead U.S.
2: Was. cover of the movie. Is it is it someone holding their mouth open and there's a creature inside their mouth? Am yeah, I thinking of the I, right I one? Yeah,
0: I think that was a spinoff of the scene where the baby pops through the girl's face. And, oh my yeah. god! Yeah.
2: spoiler for our oh, favorite. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, did no, you finish? But that, I remember seeing that in theater in, in the movie store. That and funny enough, another Peter Jackson movie, Bad Taste, has a great cover. One of my as other well.
1: favorites. I love that yeah. movie. Um, so did you finish the movie though you said your dad stopped uh, watching oh did the you next day watching? when he went to work i'm watching it at <laughs> home finishing it yeah that, uh, I was awesome. at that point
0: i was unstoppable i was all about the weirdest goriest stuff and if you watch my early movies you can see that's all that inspired me because i just wanted the bloody and crazy shit i uh, mean let's, yeah, let's well, just
2: talk uh, the some of the titles of his past movies uh, ibs irritable bowel
0: syndrome yes uh, i originally released it Uh, with the title, IBS, When He's Got to Go, You've Got to Go. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The distributor changed the title to just Irritable Bowel Syndrome. Yeah. Uh,
2: Sloppy the Psychotic?
0: Yes, the only movie I've ever starred in. (laughs) Right, so what was that like? Because you
1: normally, I guess, direct movies, but starring and directing in it, how was that?
0: That was my second movie, and my helper at the time, Eric Fick, uh, he was the killer in my first movie, and he and I were basically maniac films. We were the team that did everything. I did all the technical stuff. He helped behind the scenes. And we had a real goofy schedule for Sloppy, so he convinced me to just act in it. And he said, you're going to be there every day anyway. You might as well just act in it, save yeah. some money, save some time. So I said, all right, fuck it. I'll give it a shot. And yeah.
2: I, I apologize. I have not seen Sloppy, the psychotic prior to today, but luckily, but easily already the best guest we've had on the show comes bearing gifts Sorry, of, other his of his He knows how to butter us up. Are you Sloppy <laughs> the Psychotic in the movie? I am, yeah. Look at the back of the DVD. Yeah. I'm all over my it. God. So he's
1: starring in the movie. Um, and then we also have a copy of A Dark Place, which I went to the premiere of in Philly. So oh yes. Yeah, and you, So you do have a Philly connection. You've lived there for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I
0: was in Delaware County most of my life, yeah. but uh, we shot in Philly and Delco and New Jersey a lot, and uh, a lot of the actors come from Philly, and we had our premiere years there so yeah i got a i lived in philly for a few years so we have a, a very big philly connection
1: what was the first movie you directed
0: the first movie i worked on yeah well uh my first one that got released was called deadly detour and uh while we were making that me and andrew hall made a short film called kidney heist just Ooh, to practice Kidney Heist. <laughs> it was horrible but it was just a practice <laughs> with the equipment because we weren't film school graduates or anything but yeah. so we got to figure out what we're doing so let's just do this short you in my living room this and that da, 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 just you and me and uh, it never got released. Maybe one day it'll be like a special on a, you know, an Easter egg on a DVD. Well, people don't make DVDs. Maybe on a <laughs> Blu-ray or something, or somewhere online. But. That has never seen the light of day. So Kidney Heist technically, unofficially, but Deadly Detour was my first yeah. feature film that anyone other than me and Andrew have seen. That's amazing. So you're
1: <laughs> self-taught with like the, the filmmaking aspect Yeah, a lot, and that a lot of books
0: read, a lot of YouTube videos, and a lot of trial and error. If you watch Deadly Detour, you can see all the mistakes we made. And then uh, <laughs> we learned from them, and then Sloppy, yeah. we did uh, slightly less mistakes, but there's still a lot in there. And then each one we just got a little tighter and tighter yeah so we kind of just uh learned by doing and by screwing up yeah by doing and screwing (laughs) (laughs)
1: so well i'm really excited for free range um and you and me both say as much as you want or not by the way but can you tell us a little bit about the movie and how you think it may be similar or different from your other works
0: Uh, if you're comparing it to any of my previous ones you could it maybe is slightly similar to a dark place inside just by the dark it's really uh very different than anything i've done it's uh the first movie I dedicated a, a long time to writing, a long time shooting, just a lot of preparation. We, we really went out of our way to get the right actors. Before, you just get whoever you can get, whoever's willing to do the crazy shit that you wrote. But with Free Range, we really went out of our way to make everything a cut above, and from the story to the acting to the cinematography to everything else. So... Uh, i guess that doesn't tell you much about the story but that does tell you yeah. how much effort we put into it and do you uh,
2: think it'll be out sometime in 2020 or yes,
0: i'm aiming for a premiere this year we have a, the movie is pieced together it's getting music made now and i'm doing some tightening of this and that but you know with the holidays i got married at the end of last year it slowed Congratulations. me down a little bit. thank you yes very much. it was
1: a fantastic wedding yes I must joe say. was there <laughs> loved it it was lovely but so, um, so that
0: took a little m- my steam away but we're getting back into it and uh yeah, probably the first half of 2020, it'll be done. Whether we premiere it then or a little bit later, we shall yeah. see. But it'll be out this year. Oh, uh, cool. cool.
1: Yeah. Well, we're really excited for you. We're happy that you're here. Um, thank you, thank you.
0: Before we get into the movie, do you guys need to reload on beer?
1: Nope. Yeah, yeah, I do let's too. Do it. Yep. All right. All right.
2: All right, we are back. We are uh, we are reloaded on beers. Learned a fun fact about the beer while we're here. The Woodside Wanderer, which I had earlier, Joe's drinking now. Yeah, it's now. so good. It's really, really good. Yeah. We just, uh, a quick chat with the owner. He was telling us that it is a wild-grown hop they found in the woods around here. And it's pretty, like, w- where we are, there is woods everywhere. Like, all the, all the development around here was clearly built into the woods. And yeah. uh, I guess they found this wild hop in the woods harvested it, snatched it from nature, Mm -hmm. grew a whole bunch of it to brew this beer with, and the beer is fantastic. It
1: makes for a great beer. So yeah, yeah, I'm on my second one actually right now because I loved it so much. So thank you, John, um, the owner, for that tidbit. And thanks again, Dewpoint, for having us.
0: And don't say too many spoilers about the beer. I'm having it next. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of spoilers, let's
2: just
1: get into...
2: Peter Jackson's third feature film, I believe. Correct. Man.
1: 1992. Originally released uh, in New Zealand. Yes. Under the name Brain Dead. It yes. Released
2: in America as Dead Alive. Yes. 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 Had you heard
1: of this movie before? I'd heard of it. Yeah. I knew same.
2: that Peter Jackson made some crazy zombie comedy or zombie horror splatter movie in the beginning of his career. Right. And. I I like these kinds of movies. Like you know, I enjoy the Evil Dead. This this movie reminded me in some ways of kind of Reanimator and some of the Uh, in kind of in that vein.
0: But oh my god!
1: Because this was an experience. (laughs) Let me tell you,
0: this movie. In (laughs) the uh, horror community, this movie is like revealed as like the the king of horror movies, splatter films. This is like this has the crown. So let's yeah, let's,
2: let's do a little exercise here. One word to describe this movie.
1: Hmm. Hmm, one word, the first word is blood, <laughs> in my <laughs> mind, I don't know, <laughs>
0: what about you guys? I, uh, obstreperous, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what does yeah, that I, mean? I, amazing, <laughs> I don't know, Some, something, something very bold, I don't know. I, I'm
2: somewhere between splatter and masterpiece, because Yeah, that's, that's good. Is, splatter, I, I yeah. splatter piece. I'm very, <laughs> very go, kind of yeah. curious, so you've obviously seen this movie before, seen it multiple times. Yes, yes. Joe and I watched it for the first time in 2020. I I will tell you that I started the movie and I was angry. I thought you were going to be weird. I thought that I was like this movie. Give me some time. I might be. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this movie's. I thought this. I was like, it looks like a a cloudy, bad episode of Days of Our Lives. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it does. Um, Right. The first, like. Just to to give you an example of how impatient I am, this movie's really only kind of plot based for about fifteen minutes. And then we get right into the the, the kind of the meat of the movie. What do I you mean it's like, oh my god, this is gonna be slow. Uh, there's a super problematic scene in the beginning with the aboriginals. Right. How do uh, I
0: cancel this guest? I hate this movie. <laughs> yeah. And then
2: before before I knew it, I was in love with the movie. I at multiple times in the movie. Thought they had gone as far as they could go, only to be very wrong about it. Yeah, yes, and yes. I think so. Yeah. Like literally, the first n- n- like note I have is this feels like a soap opera. The, I'm scrolling to the bottom of my notes. The last two notes I have. Now, granted, there was some bourbon consumed during the movie. This may be the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Absolutely insane, start to finish. Look
1: at that transition from where you started <laughs> to yeah, where you yeah, left off. It's an experience. Um, it does. That it to is you. a true experience, and um, I have to say that I was completely blown away. I thought I had seen everything and then something else would happen. (laughs) And I was like, oh, well, I guess I can't be shocked anymore now because you really just get, Everything gets thrown at you. Yeah, it just
0: keeps raising the bar. The whole movie. Yeah. Did you
1: revisit the movie? Like,
2: obviously, you. You.
1: It was. Uh, it was an
0: early loved movie for you. Did you watch it close to our recording? I watched it two days ago just to get it fresh in my head, and I feel like when I watched it then, I liked it more than every other viewing. It was funnier. I watched it with my wife. We were laughing. I was excited to talk about it. It was just. Yeah.
1: So. It was great for you. It holds up. Oh, absolutely. Or I mean, even like, more so. Like Frank
0: was saying, the quality is weird. We're watching the standard definition version of it. There's no HD release of it yet. Yeah. So, so we're watching the standard definition uh, film version of it. Yeah. It's still, you know, the quality is, but like the camera work, the acting is a little hokey. But yeah, I think it holds up over time and can stand up with whatever we're releasing these I, days for sure. For yeah.
2: me, this movie, it, it took me a minute to realize like, oh, like we are going for the most over the top. Like we are spending... 85% of our budget on the 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 guts and the goop and the blood and the animatronics and that we uh, we as the people making this movie are just scene after scene. Once you get about 45 minutes in, scene after scene trying to push the envelope for well, that, that's what, what they can put on film.
0: <laughs> Don't feel bad. They didn't really share their hand until about halfway through the movie when it's getting crazy, then crazier, then yeah. crazier, then crazier. It's a little slow at first. so.
1: And they find a way to outdo themselves with each new scene, but also there's a really specific sense of humor to the movie, which I really appreciated, oh, yeah. beyond just having blood and guts. Like There is a very... Uh, humorous aspect to the movie, which I love.
0: One,
2: one of the things I wrote in my notes about this movie is, I "was like, man, Kiwis have a crazy sense of humor. Yeah, New
0: Zealand's got to have more to offer. All we know is Peter Jackson, Flood of the Concords, and Zoe Bell. There's got to be more out there we haven't <laughs> found yet. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, um, let's, let's get into the
2: the movie a little bit, just to kind of give a rough premise, and then I kind of want to dig in, just, just going through some of our favorite parts, because this movie is, this movie has so many, like, seven second parts that deserve a 30 minute
1: deep and speaking sorry sorry to go back to the new zealand piece real quick but i had to just look up his name so taika waititi is killing it right now in hollywood he's from new zealand he did um, What We Do in the Shadows, the movie, oh, yeah. the TV show. Yep. He's in um, Jojo Rabbit, that new movie that came out. Oh, so is he's, that him? So he's really blowing up a lot. And he's such a talented actor, but he's a New Zealander or a Kiwi. So, yeah, um, right. yeah, I mean, his brand of comedy is so specific. But, yeah, I just had to mention that because there is someone who's finally – Infiltrating, it seems like the Hollywood scene, but
0: our New Zealand way to come up. Yeah. By the way, I
2: googled "kiwi" before we recorded this episode to make sure it wasn't a derogatory term. Oh, it's good. Not. Okay, good. Oh, it not? is. Ah. It is. They they enjoy it as a term of endearment. Okay. So, okay. So uh, we're, we're gonna set up to the plot it. a little bit. Yeah. you could probably describe the plot of this movie in six or seven sentences. All right. So go. I'm gonna outbreak? count. Yeah. You there's, have six or one. seven
1: <laughs> sentences. I'm actually gonna keep t- the, uh, tally marks. The though. main right. character is Lionel. Uh, and his mother is Vera. Two sentences.
2: Lionel uh, meets uh, Paquita. Well, that's three. He's not going to make it. They go on a date to the zoo where Vera follows him there and is bitten by a Sumatran rat monkey. A bit of a run-on. Run-on we'll sentence. Yeah. He adds it. And, uh,
1: sneaky. I said
2: <laughs> You have two sentences left. You said six. She becomes a zombie and zombies like 20 people. Like, no, I'm sorry. Hundreds of people. Yeah. I, I don't know. The Is I'm sorry th- was another sentence. Okay, <laughs> so <no.
1: laughs> sorry, yeah, Frank, so, you failed.
2: So essentially, uh, we we open this movie with kind of this this very problematic scene where uh, people are stealing a Sumatran rat
1: monkey from the uh, I don't know the wilderness of New Zealand. Did you get the backstory of the monkey, how it became what it was? No, a, I didn't a get Rat that. raped. A monkey. What? And uh, so it's a very kind of dark uh, origin to this creature. Yeah, so this is more, more than problematic than I realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah you pick um, up so more they, every time you watch it. Uh, they it raped this tree monkey, and then this rat monkey became a thing used in black magic and rituals. Um, it's a hideous creature, a little bit problematic with like some of the aboriginals and the colonialism stuff. But <laughs> it is a very um, it, it, it throws you into it though this opening scene so oh, yeah. um this explorer who they are trying to trap this monkey and bring it back um gets bitten by the monkey, and instead of being like, hey, let's like save him, yeah, they pretty much hack off every limb yeah. where he's got right, a monkey right. bite.
2: They are recognizing like <laughs> scratches on his body and are, are systematically removing the parts of his body that have been scratched. I mean, classic zombie stuff. you know, right, yeah. right, right. You, You've got a chance if you can just hack off the appendage that's been infected. So we go arm, we go other arm, and then naturally they go and for And then we got the a head.
0: forehead scratch. <laughs> right,
1: so that's that. He's done. We're going to be lobbing the head off. But the monkey ends up at a zoo. The welling Zoo yeah, in New Zealand. Um, wow, you guys are good. You remember yeah. all the names. Yeah. Yes. So we meet Lionel. Um, he is living with his mom, who is a very domineering force in his life. Yes. Um, She's a lot, and um, he Lionel goes on a date with this uh, lady, Paquita. She comes from a Spanish family. At a date, I was going to at-
2: say, what is her accent for a second? Because it's like it's obviously a New Zealand actor doing a Spanish accent, I she's think. She's a Spanish a actress. Yeah, okay. I thought she was yeah. Yeah. Spanish. Yeah. Okay. So she was, she, Paquita is like a store worker. Her grandmother's into tarot cards, tells her that she's going to fall for someone uh, that has the mark of the star. Weird Lionel
1: walks in. You'll um, be romantically entangled, but there's this oppression card. Remember that? Yeah. But the, the grandma like glosses over it, and yeah. like it's clearly an ominous card. And Paquita's like, "Oh, so what does that mean?" And Grandma's like, "No, no, no, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Right? You'll Suck, find everything love, everything's not fine." <laughs> <laughs> so
2: Lionel yeah. comes into Paquita's shop, and then this is what I don't understand. Right? They they tell the grandmother tells Paquita that your love interest that you're going to become entangled with has the mark of the star. <laughs> And Lionel spills a bunch of pencils in the shape of a cross. And she's like, that's the star. Yep. That's Uh, all it takes. Okay. Is a cross Um, a star? I mean, it was, it was it was it was a four point star in the picture.
0: But well, it yeah. had like a little zipper or a piece of fabric above it where it sort yeah. of looked like the tarot card it that she did. was reading. So
1: Paquita's on board. She's like, "Oh damn, oh, she's all this about is it. my man." She yeah. goes hard. She goes so hard <laughs> for Lionel. She pursues Lionel, who was like, yeah, yeah. "I don't know about this. He's yeah. definitely a little bit more laid back." And reserved. She uh,
2: she does a delivery to their house. It's usually done by somebody else. Special also, delivery. Also, Paquita is just looking for love all over town because the first scene with Paquita, she is. Trying to like sort of undress her dress in front of this gentleman named Roger, who uh, periodically pops up in the movie. Yeah. Um, But they end up, they end up. So they're at Lionel's house with his mother Vera, uh, and there's there's a line in the in that first scene. Where so I guess Lionel's mother is about to win some award from the WLWL right? Yes, the Women's League. The women is that what it was? Yeah, the, it's a Women's something, League. Something, Women's yeah. League. I so she's gonna get some award and then she's losing her mind that the banister is not polished and the the curtains are dusty and she looks at her front yard and screams at Lionel. Does, Lionel, does this look like a well maintained frontage? <laughs> 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 Huge foreshadowing for Lionel's uh, yes. lawn maintenance later yes. in the movie. Yeah.
1: So mom is overbearing. She's a tough critic. She's very possessive over Lionel Um, so ultimately though Lionel and Paquita go on a date Lionel kind of agrees by the way, I loved how dressed up they were on the date. This is such, like, an antiquated thing, I guess. Yes. A, they're going to the zoo. He's wearing a sweater vest. He's a got jacket, his blazer.
0: I mean, what did,
1: what did you, I don't know, when did you ever see people dressed up like this to the zoo? Like, I so, certainly such such out-
0: stole that vibe for IBS with one of my scenes. <laughs> yeah? Yes, <laughs> so shamelessly. Here, here's what I
2: didn't realize until later in the movie when, spoiler, they're at Vera's tombstone. Her death date is 1957. This is not supposed to take place in current times. This is supposed to take place in the 50s. Yeah, you
0: can kind of tell with the streetcars and the wardrobe, and they have a very dated look about everything. Like, I couldn't tell based on how bad the movie just looked. Well, you were drinking too much bourbon. You were just going with the (laughs) I know. Whose fault is that? I I couldn't (laughs) tell if it was an aesthetic or just like, we went for the cheapest costumes we could find. You were probably (laughs) the only person that noticed that, the dates and the relevance and how realistic the movie was or not. (laughs) I know, Frank. (laughs) just want to see the blood.
2: So we have the uh, initial sort of violent gorgeous. Scene with getting the monkey. Then at the zoo, the monkey uh, kills another monkey and then
1: Paquita <laughs> just such and a kills it scene. with
2: a with a with a shoe. No, no, the mom the puts mom the high heel
0: them. to the monkey's forehead and pops its eyeball out. After yes. she gets so the mom,
1: Vera, oh, yeah, gets bit. bitten by yes. the monkey. and then yeah, she just like destroys this monkey by like, yeah, popping the head. There is so much it was so gruesome and so ridiculous just the use of the prosthetics and the makeup in this movie. I don't know. Yeah. It's
0: so well done. It was beautiful. So yeah. much rubber and red syrup. It was just right? it was a horror fan's wet dream. Let yeah. me ask you
1: like so there's a lot of there's
2: obviously a lot of blood in the movie, right? Oh, yeah. There there are gallons of I think and it set gallons. a record at the time. I, 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 I that does not surprise me if it would still <laughs> hold the record. What do you make blood Goop out of like the not the liquid blood, but like the the chunks of
0: flesh that fa- fly out of multiple people throughout this movie. Well, everyone's got their own recipe, but I use caro syrup, chocolate syrup, and red dye, and a special combination of those three.
2: Are you able to get like t- what look like chunks of flesh well, in that goop? If you need chunks, goop?
0: you just throw some toilet paper or some uh, gelatin or something like that in there, and then you got your chunks. Very cheap and very effective. Uh. Gotcha.
2: So Vera gets. Scratched at the zoo. Uh, Paquita, this is so funny. Paquita tries to help Vera, and the Vera literally shoves her away. Demands Lionel takes her home. Lionel just leaves his date at the zoo. Oh yeah, such <laughs> and a mama's this is boy. She still pursues him. She brings his jacket to his house later that night while Vera's wound is festering and becoming infected. Yes. and uh, it's like bubbling <laughs> and she, <laughs> moving. And she also the other thing I read online that Lionel's supposed to be a teenager. The guy that plays Lionel's at least 20 no, years. how old is <laughs> he's supposed
1: to be in the movie? Uh, a teenager, you said? Yeah. No, like a late teen. Well, that's why I was like, no is this way. some
2: sort of like stunted growth, sheltered mother, twenty-five-year-old? Like, well, that's like every movie. Remember
0: Grease? They were supposed to be teenagers. <laughs> like too, Thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Travolta was like in his. Um, 30s. That's exactly what I thought. He's like, like yes. Grease, basically. So
1: that scene is so messed up. When Paquita comes to uh, drop off Lionel's jacket at night at the house, and Lionel's like, "Hey, I can't be with you. I got to break up." Okay, fine. But then he, like, goes in to kiss Paquita, completely, like, mixed messaging there. Yeah, what's up um, that? You yeah. make her think you're done, then you think she make her think there's a chance all of a sudden. But that night, we start to see Vera, the mom, yeah. really just start to undergo this transformation. The, the monkey bite is really doing a number on her biology. Things are just looking off, like chemically things are changing I, I did
2: make a note what during that scene that happens on the balcony i just wrote kiwi courtship is weird <laughs> but yeah so the next that's day, another podcast the next day yes, is yeah. <laughs> really is really where this movie starts to take off the wlwl comes to visit uh we can, get
1: can i just say this is one of my favorite scenes okay. and can we pause this for a second
2: yeah just- all right we're back we're reloaded on beers i have no idea where we left off I'm oh drinking, so
0: what are you guys drinking now I am drinking that one with the wild hops they found in the The wild. The woodland. The Woodside Wanderer. Yes, and it might be the best one I've had all day. It's yeah, I'm drinking delicious. a
2: Mexican standoff right now. Yeah, I the stout. That looks good. I didn't even look at the description until after I got the beer. I figured it would be like a, a light cerveza or something like that. It's got vanilla, maybe a little bit of like cinnamon or nutmeg. Ooh, some coffee. sounds Ooh, flavorful. Right up my
1: alley. Super good. Do you, because you went driving tonight, so go right out. Yeah, yeah let's you, get rowdy, right right <laughs> Anyway. I think we
2: were so talking we were, about the WLWL scene? The lunch scene, yeah, which is one of my favorite scenes Mine in too. this movie. That right, so meal, set it up, break it down.
1: All right. So the next morning, <laughs> what got me is that the mom's face is literally falling off. Her skin is peeling off, and it's the day of her luncheon with some folks from the Women's Committee or whatever this honor she's getting. The, the Mathersons, And she's clearly not in a position to have lunch, engage, and be seen um, in public. But she is so committed to this lunch, she tells Lionel to get my dress. And as she's, like, putting on her makeup, her skin is literally peeling off. I'm actually dying at this point. I'm like, this is so absurd. But they're at this meal. It's, like, another couple, a man and a woman. And they're eating this custard. It's like a pudding custard. Yes. And it's just, like, white and and custardy and the guy is eating it so grossly so to begin with like that's just annoying to watch and then all of a sudden the mom squeezes the blood out of her arm and like it pops out into the man's custard he's so engaged in what he's doing he starts eating the custard by the spoonful with the blood and then the mom's ear falls off it falls off into her own custard and she is so (laughs) delirious She just starts eating her own freaking ear. She she
2: ends up having to spit out her own earring. And at that
1: moment, I was like, this movie went there. This movie went there, and I am so on board because it was not only the sense of humor involved, but just, like, the sheer ridiculousness and madness and i just loved it i loved every second of it and from this point on i was like i'm sold i'm sold that is the turning
0: point <laughs> of the movie where you realize like this might not be what i was expecting at the the exactly this scene is so
2: crazy because this like couple that's evaluating her for the wlwl shows up and the guy is the guy's just bananas first of all he just blurts out at dinner what we need is another war <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like new zealand went through a war i, I did not even know and then Another thing about this seed, like kind of kind of uh, understated part compared to people eating their own ear, uh, when she cuts her face open, Lionel, very kind of unbotherly, is like, oh, well, I'm just going to super glue mom's face back together. <laughs> yeah, like it's an everyday <laughs> thing. He fills the cup with super glue. It's a craft project it's, all it's, of a sudden. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. And right after this, so after the notes about, cause, well, first of all, he is, the war guy is pissed because he does not think there's going to be pudding after dinner. So Lionel <laughs> comes out with the custard. The custard scene happens uh, just absolutely. And mind you,
1: the guy's wife is seeing all this unfold is not intervening. Like, if I saw, like, my husband, like, about to eat some custard with blood in it, like, yeah, i smack give him a, a heads spoon. up, right? I did immediately
2: after that scene, right in my notes, and I highlighted this, I am fully into this movie. I did not get what it was about, and suddenly I'm like, okay, I get it. Because I, I, like, I wrote that in my notes. Yeah. Like, yes. Oh, I think I see what we're
1: doing here It came now. together in that moment. I was like, I get it, and so, I love it.
0: That's so the I, first point you cover your mouth, and you say, <gasps> <but> let's <laughs> yeah. just do a rough
2: sketch of the rest of the plot, and then we'll come back. Right? All right. So at this point, Lionel, Lionel's mom is a zombie. Uh, Paquita is kind of in and out of the movie. She goes an alarmingly a long time in this movie. Without realizing that there's a zombie apocalypse happening. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But anyway, so Lionel's mom becomes a zombie. Obviously, the people there become a zombie. There's there's a funeral. They encounter a band of goons. Eventually, the uncle that's at the funeral gets uh, like wind that Lionel is harboring a bunch of zombies in the basement that he is regularly tranquilizing through the nose and eye. He commands control of the house. Because he, he wants to,
1: like intervene with the estate and, like, stuff, too. He wants too. the house There's and money. Yes. Because yes. yes. they live in a mansion. So he throws this epic house party that a just Kiwi ends Raider. in a yes. bloodbath. Eventually,
2: a- everybody in the house becomes a zombie. There is mayhem. Oh. We'll get to the end later. Uh, my but gosh. at this point... And that's I, the plot. I, and that's the plot. <laughs> that's it. And that's that's it. really, like, from, from at that point, like, it's just pure chaos and mayhem. For, in the and, best and way. Some yeah. of the most amazing... I wrote my notes at one point, like, did they just sit in a room and go, let's think of the most
0: wild shit we could possibly try to put on film? I swear that's what Peter Jackson thought. He said, What's the most bizarre shit I can put on film? Yeah. And, oh okay, head in a blender, lawnmower, okay, that's it. That's it. Let's make a story around uh, it. light a zombie up like a jack o' lantern. Anyway, all right. Yeah. So let's let's
2: just kinda let's let's pass it around. With just some of your favorite parts of this movie. Yeah, so tell
1: me about Mike. What was one of your most memorable moments or scenes from the movie?
0: Well, you skipped over it. The goons in the graveyard where the priest uh, comes out. I kick ass for the Lord. The Kung Fu Priest. Yeah, that so line that's was probably epic. the yes. first,
2: like one of the first scenes I wrote down. He said, "This calls for divine intervention." <laughs> I kick ass for the Lord, and he ca- and he proceeds to Bruce Lee. This whole gang of—I just called them goons in my notes—of right. people that are pissing on the grave of Lionel's mother. Well,
0: let's not skip over that part. The head goon is pissing on the grave. Uh. Lionel says, "That's my mum. You're pissing on." And then she reaches up and rips his stuff off. That scene <laughs> was <laughs> epic. And, and
1: so, what was going through your head when you were seeing this scene, Mike? I mean, the first time I, I saw, saw it, what were you thinking? Yeah. Oh
0: God, I don't know. It's been 20 years. That I saw it when it came out. So, I, I, seeing
1: I don't know. it now, though, like anything, just like did you expect it to even go in that direction? I don't know. For me, I was just so surprised. I was like, what is happening? There's a Kung Fu. The genre, the the genre switch was just like mind blowing. Yeah, When
0: you're watching the movie, it just, it goes from like, I don't know what's going on to holy shit to holy crap. Holy crap. And it just keeps getting better and better and goofier and goofier. And, I don't know. That was one of them where she pulls him down by his junk into the grave and you just see blood splattering everywhere <laughs> and him slamming on the grave looking like I, he's I just, making love to it. Amazing. As
2: this is happening, I, I heard Denzel Washington from Training Day talking to Ethan Hawke in my head just going, there's levels to this shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are going all the way. Perfect Wh- description. While we're on
2: this scene, we have to talk about the, when he Monty Pythons the guy. The, the guy the, one of the goons ends up with... No arms, no legs, he's just a stump head on the body, and then he takes the head off.
0: My wife said the same thing when we were watching it two nights ago. She said, Oh my god, this is just like Monty Python, which he just saw for the first time a month ago. I said, No, well, not really and then he rips the second arm off. I'm like, Oh okay, yeah, I guess it is exactly. A bunch of flesh that. wounds.
2: Absolutely bananas.
0: So actually right
1: before this scene is um a funny, interesting moment. So it's actually the funeral scene of the mom right before the graveyard scene. <laughs> yeah is um Hold on
0: let me interject yeah. Peter Jackson Cameo. As who? In the movie? When they're embalming mom, he is the uh Undertaker's assistant. Th- that's Gig on the background. That's Peter Jackson. This is one of my scenes. Oh so,
2: a bunch of things. Do about tell, this, do right? tell. So they at at this point, he is already harboring. Mom, is he harboring the other people in his basement at that point, too?
0: No, because I, I don't think that happens Mom until she basement. pops out of the grave. Because
2: he he comes down to the basement in the cricket gear to try to tranquilize yes, her. Yes, yes. They plan the funeral while she is still alive?
0: Well, he's the only one that knows she's still alive. They all thought she died in the shop. He, so they okay. planned the funeral. And yeah. the priest says in the sermon, Lionel's been visiting the body often, and we are we are to assume that he's been injecting her with the tranquilizer to keep her Dead air quotes. A, the priest,
2: before he becomes Kung Fu priest, he says to the whole congregation, Lionel at an early age was blessed with an abundance of mother love. But yeah. I'm like, oh my
3: God.
2: <laughs> Like that might be my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> the scene, I guess I did not realize that Peter Jackson. Peter, this was going to be on my list as one of my scenes. So the mother's on the embalming table and just begins to uh, explode from all of her orifices and injuries with green ooze. Peter yep. Jackson has a sandwich on top of Mother yep. that gets covered with green ooze, and he's just like, it takes a <laughs> bite of it. I was like, oh, my God. I thought that was going to be the grossest thing in the movie. No. I thought that was going to be the grossest <laughs> thing in the movie. If I had to jump into a scene, and j- the, one of my favorite scenes, it is right after the graveyard scene is, without explanation, we find that Lionel is now hosting a dinner at the table that they had the WLWL at, with the attendees are zombie kung fu priest, zombie mom, mm-hmm. zombie nurse, who's already had her head taken off. and Only partially. And uh, who's the other guy? Oh, and the goon. Yes. Right? So he he brings them all what appears to be gruel. And this is a series of events that happens in, I'm not kidding, 12 seconds. The nurse's gruel starts coming out of the slit in her neck. As Lionel tries to catch the gruel coming out of her neck... The goon takes a spoonful of gruel, <laughs> stabs himself through the back of the skull. Mom then reaches for the gruel on the spoon that is now out the back of the goon's head and eats it. And Kung Fu Priest and the nurse start making out and chewing each other's faces off. Yeah. And that is what I was poetry. like, holy shit, there are no rules. Don't there you are appreci- no limits. Don't you we pre- are going all the way. <laughs>
1: don't you appreciate how they actually kind of humanize zombies though? Like a lot of current portrayals of zombies are these like sort of soulless brainless creatures that are just you know not really there. like these zombies have personalities they have wants they have they're, yeah. they're hungry for food they want to like make out and do each other like make a
0: statement on the struggle of parenthood and <laughs> yeah yeah It goes everywhere with it
1: um, all right joe pick a scene so one of my favorite parts though which i was kind of mentioning before was just the um when the priest during his spiel was about the love for a mother for her son and how like beautiful it is and whatever. And at that moment, the mom is attacking the son and they like crash through uh, the glass at that very moment. I don't know, just like the comedic timing of that. I feel like all these like really comedic moments are what get me. But um, that part was another one where I was just like, "Yep, you are doing well, Mr. Jackson." <laughs> um, how about you guys though? See, so
0: another one, uh, and this has a little trivia attached to it, like I mentioned earlier, where Lionel's mother eats Paquita's dog oh my gosh i completely forgot about yeah that scene. The, the, what the, was your whole take on that the dog <laughs> runs upstairs in the house and we hear some commotion and they run up and oh
2: my god this became, is this is before the funeral this is before yeah, the yeah All before very early this is before the turning
0: point in the story and she says oh my god your mother ate my dog and he he's pulling the dog out of her mouth he says well not all of it and when this movie was released in spain I think it was Spain. It was, it was one of the Spanish countries. Uh, the movie was released as the title, Your Mother Ate My Dog. Ah. So I thought that was a neat little <laughs> trivia attached I mean, to that. I mean, they
2: zoom out. It's it's wild that, like, the, the... However long that scene is, a few minutes, like, they're... They're completely focused on the mother and Lionel pulling like a two and a half foot dog, hairy dog leg, out of his mother's esophagus, and they zoom out. The room is covered in blood, well, and they graphically like, show a it coming been out. dog has massacred in the room; like it's absolutely. And insane.
1: mind you, I'm usually really annoyed with that trope of like the dog getting the it, dog. but in this movie, Joe cares movie, more about dogs than people. Oh, easily, but in this yeah, mo- yeah, it's way more upsetting. But in to watch. this movie, though, I was like, I'm on board, only because it was so absurd and just so comical. But yeah, I've never seen a dog death like that. We don't even see the. Death. Death, or the whole body—it's just like this long piece being pulled out.
0: That's another idea I stole for one of my movies. Oh yeah? Yeah, we shot a Shih Tzu in IBS, and uh, this was—it may- might have been an influence <laughs> on it. <laughs> there you go.
1: So a lot of uh, yeah, pieces of. Thank uh, you, Peter Jackson. <laughs> the,
2: the next scene that I think functions almost as like a complete aside to the tone—maybe not the tone, but kind of the yeah. the way the movie's going. And, and this may ruin someone else's scene, but the uh, the budding love that we see uh, come to an existence between the priest, the kung fu priest, and the nurse bears fruit. We oh, have yeah. a zombie baby that goes through impregnation, gestation, and birth, in maybe an hour and a half a of real time. First,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, sped up.
2: Lionel, as he is keeping the zombie babies in the in the base of the zombies in the basement of his house he has to figure out what to do with this baby so he takes it to the park and this scene with the zombie baby at the park is uh, I'm surprised even this crew didn't go this is a bridge too far (laughs) so this was one
0: of my scenes and because I'm somewhat obsessed with this movie and I learned a lot of my filmmaking knowledge watching behind the scenes and studying movies That movie was finished under budget and that scene was extra. They had extra money so Peter Jackson said, "Oh, I got an idea. Let's film this scene where Lionel takes this baby to a park." And they do all that. So that was all shot completely after the movie was made and Peter Jackson later went on to say that's one of his favorite scenes in the whole movie. So I mean, at one trivia. point
2: at one point the baby ends up on the roof of like the community center at the park. He bashes the baby in the head with a swing. It ends <laughs> with all of the park patrons watching him boot stomp this baby. Everybody in the park. And, w- just, and one of them cheer it on. I, well, yes,
3: you're <laughs> right.
2: It is. It's just so, in a movie filled with bonkers things, it's just like, wow, there's there's nowhere we won't go. It was
1: so slapstick, 80s, like, I don't know, Leslie Neil. I was thinking of like Naked Gun, like just like silly, stupid, slapstick kind of humor, like Moe Curly Three Stooges. But yeah, like just the stroller going down the hill the stroller flipping over him chasing i love the scene where like the one woman the one mother is like sweetly feeding her baby or playing with her baby in the stroller and then he's like grabbing at the baby yeah. and like he's and watching her trying to figure out what the baby is to do. like grabbing right. at him and it's like this whole struggle and just like that kind of difference but it is a beautifully done scene it's it's insane it's oh, yeah. absolutely and fun it's another crazy. moment of like what am i watching ha- what is happening But at the same time, I don't care because it's just so freaking entertaining. Right. I'm just
0: here for this amazing ride. Uh, Do do you
2: have another scene? I have so many more So that was actually one of them. (laughs)
1: Um, But, yeah, tell me your next one, Frank.
2: I mean, another one. So essentially what happens after this point, right, is Lionel – who is Lionel getting the tranquilizer from? is it a
0: pharmacist that he's getting the the it jar of tranquilizer It looks from? like some underground Nazi doctor or a veterinarian or it something. Reminded
2: it reminded me he's got to be related to the doctor from Reanimator.
0: Like yeah, he's I can see that. that kind of guy, that.
2: right? Um, it is so he ends up with this jar of tranquilizer. He keeps tranking this family. The uncle that loved the mayhem at the funeral shows up, claims stake of the house. He's like, "I won't tell the cops about the bodies you have in the basement." If you give me the house of money, he invites all his buddies over. They have a ripper at party. And this is really when the movie hits its stride. Yes. <laughs> because for the last 40 minutes of the movie, we get a nonstop splatter fest of Continuous. insane, gruesome, bloody, just mayhem. Absolute mayhem. Um, there, there's so many little things in this part of the movie that are amazing. Like one person gets all of the skin ripped off their head, like it, the, the skin of their face gets ripped off from the, uh, the top of their head, yes. like it's oh, a yeah. mask. Oh yeah, just a bloody skull yep. underneath.
1: Um, My favorite was the woman who gets impaled over a light bulb, and then she starts to like glow. Like she's yeah. already been bitten. Then, they like attack her. Or, like the humans like are able to like ward her off. Yeah, like yeah, Taylor like on a light bulb, and her face just like glows like a jack o' lantern. It's hilarious. Yeah. B- by
2: the way, in case we didn't make it clear, obviously the zombies get up from the basement and zombie the whole party, and then we end up in the mayhem.
0: Spoiler so alert.
2: She gets she gets uh, like the woman gets jack o' lanterned against the light fixture, and then she's in the background of like three other scenes. Yeah, yeah just sitting the there kitchen. glowing. There's a lot of like blender related action in the kitchen that oh, happens. Yeah. Oh, epic blender. related And she's related just action. in the back with her head glowing um mike as the resident expert on this sort of thing give me give me some of your other favorite parts of the just the the lat the third act of mayhem
0: as i'll call it well i don't want to skip ahead to the lawnmower yet so how about the zombie that's torn in half and his guts fall out and are chasing lionel around through most of the third act of the movie (laughs) okay so
2: it, it it's is it the same guy's guts so there's a scene that happens in the attic which we got to talk about that because I don't know if I understand it. But there is a scene, I wrote it down, a guy gets pulled kind of into the room but only half of his body gets in. Uh, then it, it's the goon, right? It's the head goon's it's guts that head are attacking goons Lionel. Guts. The goon's guts have like a, 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 a moment with itself in a mirror. Yeah, it's at some beautiful. Point. <laughs> it becomes, it, his guts like have like a face. And, and then at one point Lionel's hanging from the ceiling of the place by the guts. It was just like, wow. We are going to turn the innards of zombies into zombies.
0: Well done, Peter Jackson. Uh, another How did you burst? not win all yeah. of the Oscars this year? This I, is amazing. I know I, you can see why they gave him Lord of the Rings. He's can a we genius. Ta- <laughs> can we
2: talk about the attic scene? Because I don't think I understand what happened. Sure. So uh, at some point in this mayhem, which by the way, like hundreds of people have become zombies before Paquita realizes that there's a zombie apocalypse happening. in gruesome detail. Lionel ends up in the attic. There's just mayhem, just murder, uh, weird buddies of the uncle looking up people's dresses, just awful stuff happening downstairs. And he is peacefully going through a box in the attic. And he finds a series of pictures of what I thought was his mother and his father, but I guess it's his father
1: and his father's mistress? His father's lover. Yeah,
0: that was the the backstory that was being woven Uh, the whole time he thought he there, thought there was his father flashbacks. drowned, saving him from drowning. Correct, correct. But his mother actually killed his father and his father's mistress, I guess. There's a little loose subplot there. Yeah. Is that the, what the, the, the skeleton in the
2: closet is his father?
0: I imagine so, yes. Okay, don't the goons' guts
2: come out of the box that the yes, father's in? while he's
0: having this romantic back uh, story vision, they come up and the guts start attacking him. While I thought was it was it. his
2: father's guts that were chasing him through the house. For that would
0: be just as good.
2: <laughs> Joe, anything?
1: No, I'm really just <laughs> loving. Speechless. What, yeah, I'm just playing it over in my head. Um, actually, I thought that was kind of a cool reveal, though, of how he sort of thought his mom was one thing or remembering a certain memory in this way and then the plot kind of thickens with oh the mom actually is the one that like drowned the husband and the husband's lover so that kind of complicates this whole mother-son dynamic because I think it's like one of the whole points of this movie I don't know Well,
0: that all comes to a head at the end when the mom's this giant demon that kind of uh, comes into play Yeah, I could have done without it I like all the special effects and and gratuitous violence I didn't need the plot but it, it, (laughs) it was nice to have
1: so from a movie making perspective I mean what's what goes into making like I guess like this party scene is what 40 minutes whatever half hour of just like continuous carnage mayhem like not that you've filmed something similar to that or maybe you have but, like oh, yes, what have. goes into that from like your perspective from behind the scenes how that, much thought like effort like planning
0: that scene was probably a month of, of filming just for the yeah. 20 minutes we want oh yeah you take a special effects scene, and it, even if it's just a simple gunshot or stabbing, it's a day shooting it. Blood, stuff like that. It just takes time to set up, to redo, to get multiple angles up. Yeah. To do that much special effects and carnage, it was probably a month just in that house. Yeah. To shoot. It, it, what, it was what, so what do you
2: think was the most expensive? I'm very interested in how much money people spend to make movies and kind of like, do they make a return? Like kind of the movie business part of it. What was the most expensive part of this movie, if you had to guess? I was would the imagine. the animatronic mom?
0: Yeah, that and then burning the house down at the end. The movie uh, only had a 3 million, I don't know if we're going by pounds or dollars budget, but. I saw
2: it, 3 million, and it does like a well, few hundred yeah, thousand at the that, box yeah. office.
0: Yeah, but, you know, they came in under budget, and then, yeah, at first they didn't make it back. I think at the tail end with DVDs and people like us who really liked it, I think they got it back eventually. But, There's
1: totally a cult following now, and it's oh, like a yeah. massive, huge fan base. So, But it was
0: a low budget movie by yeah. all cinema standards.
2: So, Mike, why don't you walk us through what are really the two big sequences at the end of this movie? One, one—the first The first one I'll call Lawnmower Bonanza.
0: My favorite. And then uh, yeah. the
2: end, which is just Giant Mom Apocalypse. So just have at it. Well, <laughs>
0: as a special effects artist, watching the Lawnmower Bonanza, it's great. Because all they really did was hook up a bunch of blood tubes and squirt the shit out of it everywhere and throw some limbs here and there. There wasn't a whole lot of craft involved with that. It was just gratuitous blood splashing, yeah. which, is am- which is right up my alley. It's my favorite thing to do in movies. When you don't have a great story or anything, Anything in particular? To do you just throw a whole bunch of blood on there, and people will like it because it's it's a fun thing to watch. Yeah. So, seeing that that like that inspired me probably through my first two movies because I, I mean we didn't have money or talent, so we just threw blood on everything. What Lionel
2: does here is that he takes a lawnmower, like he basically bodies a lawnmower. He yes. Takes the top of a push lawnmower, rests it against his chest, holds the 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 spinning blade of the lawnmower in front of him like a shield, and just does laps through the room. Does lapse lawn mowering zombies at about a chest height. It was beautiful. Uh, back and forth through the
0: foyer of his house. It is
1: creative, man. I've it, never it gets. seen something like that. Have you? Sorry,
0: he throws. The, he puts the lawnmower on top of the guts. That that guy, that's only uh, the top torso, gets stuck in the lawnmower and he's spinning like crazy. So he grabs his hand and he gets ground up. It's just the creativity and the simple stupidity of it. Is, oh my god! At the it, end of the a
2: lawnmower massacre, when who's on top? Somebody's on top of him and he can't get it started. So he has to grab just like a
0: a, a random arm. arm. Yeah, it's yeah. the head goons. It, it, Top torso that's on top that's of him. fighting him yeah. and he
2: grabs an arm of an already disposed of zombie to pull start the lawnmower. I just,
0: I cried. Well, I laughed, I cried. <laughs> I lost 15 pounds. It was amazing. We have it's a, a lot. That small attention to detail that really yeah. matters.
1: There's a lot of appliances. So on top of the lawnmower, we have the blender that so Bikini just like oh, finds yeah. her talent with. I mean, she is just grinding heads in, up, the blender, in, the blending, in the blender, whatever she can get in there. So did. Any of that inspire any of your films with like creative death scenes using appliances or so less conventional types of items,
0: perhaps? My <laughs> second movie that never got completed was entitled "Ultra Violence," where basically I just thought of the craziest kills I wanted to see on film, and I wrote a story around it. And there was blenders, there was lawnmowers there was <laughs> weed whackers, there was all kinds of crazy shit in it, but. I just got ahead of myself. I wasn't capable of making it. So I, I took a lot of those death scenes and I put them in Sloppy the Psychotic. So if you watch that, there's a leaf blower. There's some other crazy stuff. I was in there. thinking of Sloppy yeah, actually. So, yeah. so Dead Alive has been a very big influence on me, which is why I picked it to talk about with you guys. So yeah, as far as creativity and killing, Dead Alive is like the cream of the crop in that regard.
2: Is Dead Alive you know, among the real horror
0: fans that, like, this is their thing. Is this the godfather of this kind of horror movie? I've traveled the country doing horror conventions and talking to other horror nerds like myself, and for most, they agree that this is, like, the cream of the crop of underground horror. W- without getting too obscure. there's of like, the there's splatter some, kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some that go deeper underground that aren't as wide that people say, no, nah, this is that, but for most people, this is the, the pinnacle of horror and splatter and silliness and fun. This is like the number one junk food horror movie.
1: I could totally see that. So you've been to a bunch of conventions? And All what, over the country, yeah. Have you gone to any like dead alive panels or
0: No, I did get to meet Lionel at a at a Con in New Jersey, the at, actor that played Lion, yeah, Timothy bomb super <laughs> cool guy, yeah. Uh, we just got chatting and uh, what we took Monster photos. Mania Con, or yeah, whatever? yeah, in yeah. Cherry Hill, I, I went I got to it a meet couple him years there. ago, yeah, that's cool. People were lining up with toy lawnmowers to have him sign.
1: <laughs> and was he a good sport about it? Oh, he was
0: all about it, he loved it. And he's one of those actors, some of them they go and you, you meet him and they're like, Ah, oh, you're a little bigger than you think you are, but this guy was super. Salt of the earth, real, just real fun. I mean, real, real have cool you guy. seen him in it? Is he in other things? In, like like I, in New Zealand, a little bit, but yeah. like not over. We wouldn't know him <laughs> over here in the States. So, he has not a lot of horror movies or other I, things like that.
2: So, before we kind of wrap it up, let, we have to mention this last scene that happened. Oh, on with the like the monster. So, mom we end up finding creature. out at one point, I think Bikita convinces Lionel, like, listen, we got to kill these zombies <laughs> before they infect the whole house. He, he goes to poison them, poisons them all, flips the bottle over, and it says animal. Animal stimulant, stimulant. Animal. Anyway, that 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 is what brings the raging zombies upstairs to zombie the whole party. But we don't see mom until the very end. Yes, who
1: is? She's back. I, I tried to
2: estimate like somewhere between fifteen and twenty feet tall by the time she rages out of the basement. Yeah, I'd say that's uh, accurate. Naked, uh, just uh, like stomach, butt, boobs, well endowed, naked, all <laughs> over the place. They end up fighting on the roof, at which point. And th- maybe this is the bridge too far. If there's one in this movie, her stomach eats Lionel, and then her stomach regurgitates Lionel and explodes.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's, if, if something's uh, going to top that lawnmower scene, it's that.
2: My my explanation of that is not doing it justice. You have to see. And you know what the thing is? Like You become so desensitized to ridiculous blood splatter throughout the movie. Her stomach opens up to eat him like the Venus flytrap in Little Shop of Horrors. And you're like, yeah, okay.
3: All right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That By point, that point, point that sure. Yeah. yeah, it's like,
1: okay, what else can you do? Uh, I've seen it know, all. Mom
2: dies. They zip line off the roof. Baby, Paquita, and Lionel. The house burns to the ground because at this point, jack-o'-lantern zombie's
0: head has exploded. That's right. <laughs>
1: It just... And then they, Paquita and Lionel kind of walk off, bloodied up, and... Uh,
0: well, I roll like credits. That they, they have this romance budding the whole movie, and there's multiple kiss scenes where they're both covered in gore and blood and shit, and they kiss each other, and you see the stringy grossness between it. Uh-huh. Multiple times that has happened, where they're just covered in zombie blood, and you see, like, a... And you just... Yeah, <laughs> it's like a ne- yeah. Never mind. Peter Jackson
2: eating his uh his blood his zombie guts sandwich yeah. earlier. <laughs> so, in the movie.
1: what do you guys think this movie's all about? What do you think is uh, what's it, or is it about anything? What, what what do you what's your take on I, it? I think this movie is away.
2: about are there rules for filmmaking in New Zealand? And the answer is no. That's, can, <laughs> yeah, how, that might be how, it. How did how did they pitch this movie? How did they then make this movie? Show it to whoever was going to distribute it and go this in 1992 yeah. like now there's a, now there is a whole zo- a genre like it is well established like you can make a blood gore splatter film there's a fan base for it it's a thing in 1992 to make this movie they're like yeah we're going to release it And we will send it to america too like just unbelievable and it didn't do
1: well though when it came out no, so i think it, it, it took it, you know, time it for it to become a, the movie a that there was risk taken that did not yeah. pay
0: off
2: right away it, it was
0: either a political statement or like the ultimo- ultimate ultimate fun excursion I, i'm not sure which way he went with it
2: i mean the questions we always ask at the end which i feel like you already know all of our answers is was it scary and would you recommend it my answers are no, no and a yes. thousand times yes. yes like yeah <laughs> oh i don't think we even God. have to
1: each go into it yeah we're yeah. all kind of on the same page i i'm gonna try to look at it from like a different lens like what this is or a message i think there actually is sort of a message and underlying kind of Thing I think it's toxic mother. I think, yeah. I think <laughs> it's really about overbearing mothers and like this complex relationship between a mother and a child. And we have this like coming of age story where this guy feels kind of suppressed, oppressed by his mother. I mean, the mom says at the end, like, no one will ever love you like your mother. That was and, a good tie up, and, at and the it's end. uh, it's like a twisted kind of you know, it becomes something sort of twisted and, and, and crazy, but uh, yeah, I think if you like not that this movie's like deep by any means but I think you could look at it and see like there is this kind of underlying message but
2: quick quick question for you before we get into our kind of final segment that we usually do obviously it feels like you've made some films in this vein I'm very excited to watch them if if people are listening and this is their first foray into these kinds of horror movies these these just you know gallons and gallons of blood and, and just you know, infusing the physical comedy of violence in a horror movie. So there's some other flicks you would recommend for folks to check
0: out? Oh yeah, definitely. If you're looking for humor, I know you mentioned it earlier Reanimator and Bride of the Reanimator. They're perfect examples. Yeah. The Evil Dead series, especially number two and number three. Um, one of my favorites, which I almost picked for this uh, for this podcast, was I Drink Your Blood, a very weird cult movie. Uh, a lot of fun. That was a good one um and uh the, the cannibal holocaust and cannibal ferox they weren't as funny but they were very gory and yeah if you want to get a little sillier trauma movies kind of satisfy that but they're a little more uh a little deeper tongue-in-cheek than this was but yeah. there's a bunch out there that, that's like a whole nether uh, episode just mentioning yeah. the silly we will throw some more on the instagram well someone oh, who
1: yeah. i love is simon pegg he's done Shaun of the dead and oh. hot fuzz and he actually credits um Dead Alive is being a major influence behind Shaun of the Dead, when I mean, you can really see some of the parallels Abso- with the absolutely. humor, the gore—not so much, but definitely like the humor. It's a zombie movie, like uh, but especially I'll- like combining those genres. Oh
0: yeah, Eli Roth was another one. He said Dead Alive was the only movie that satisfied his bloodlust in cinema that like s- put enough out there for him. Yeah, well, I
2: mean, he needs to have his head checked. Is Eli Roth? Yeah, Eli, he's got some uh, weird ones.
0: Speaking of like other movie
2: references to this, do you ever see Peter Jackson's uh, King Kong? Yeah, yes. it's kind yes. of wild, but apparently at one point in the movie, there is uh there's a like a the Sumatra rat monkey is like the label on a cage. Like the monkey that starts the outbreak in this movie is gets referenced in that movie. Uh, yeah, I, love it. I never a did nice little that shout out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so scary they now. I wanted to highlight my favorite um, character in this movie, who is Vera the mom. I think the actress was phenomenal. Uh, her name is Elizabeth Moody in real life. Um, She unfortunately passed away in 2010. Um, and she actually had a role, though, in Lord of the Rings, which was Peter Jackson's big, big kind of claim oh, to fame. I know that. Yeah, her role was Lobelia. I can't think of who the character is off the top of my head, but she did have a role, so it's kind of cool to see that she popped up in one of his big, big movies. Um, but, yeah, so she passed away in 2010. Uh, her last credit is a short film from 2010, but I think her performance was just so funny, so exciting to watch she has this like specific kind of deep sultry funky voice and just you can just see her having fun with this role um
0: it was a ridiculous role that she took very serious and yeah when people do that it, it can sometimes lead to very great things she had she's totally. a great
2: scene after the uh after when they when she forces lionel to leave the zoo and leave his date there um he, as the nurse is fixing her up at home from her monkey bite she goes why have you gone out of your way to upset me <laughs> and they immediately like jump cut to that night where she's gonna show up with the jacket and it goes right from her saying that to her saying I don't deserve all of this attention <laughs> like, like uh, shades of uh, you know she's a complicated character um, but yeah so th- I, I think mean, that wraps up Evil Dead for us nope it doesn't oops Evil Dead Dead Alive <laughs> or Brain Dead there are two possibilities Possible right names I this thought something show. seemed Neither. off.
1: I, I told you. I actually lasted this entire episode until the very end. Yeah. I found. I got it right most of the time. That
2: wraps up. Dead, Dead alive. Dead or Dead alive. Or alive? alive. No, which is a video Extra game.
1: <laughs>
2: thank you to Dewpoint Brewery. Yeah. Thank you thank for having you us. Mike O'Mahony. Great. Google guy. him. Look him up. Sloppy the psychotic. IBS. Uh, a dark place inside, and soon to come this year.
0: Free range.
2: Free range. Check out. Thanks for joining. We'll have you again. Oh if, my if you'll pleasure. Have Anytime we'll you have want. you. Yeah,
0: you.
1: this was so fun. And check out Dewpoint Brewing. Um, if you're in Delaware, check them out online. Uh, this was a lot of fun. So.
2: Find us on the socials. We're on Instagram mostly. Are you online?
0: Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Mike underscore Omahony, and Free Range is on there. Free underscore range underscore movie. Cool. Awesome. And we'll keep
1: everyone posted on the uh, on updates with the movie too.
0: Too, yeah, so. we should have a trailer out soon for it. Sweet.
1: All right. Well, thank you to everyone. Thanks, Mike. Thanks to Mike. And cheers. Thank cheers, you, boy. guys.